Well, it happened a lot sooner than I thought it would, but Uganda Onyenzo has officially entered the transfer portal. So, who's Kentucky now going to go after? We're going to talk about that on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing Uganda Onyenzo entering the transfer portal. Talked about it on yesterday's episode about how I said the longer this goes on, the more I feel like Uganda is gone. And here we are now, officially, less than 24 hours later, and he's hit the portal. So we're going to talk about that on today's episode. Also going to discuss who Kentucky could pursue. Already talked about a couple of these prospects. Going to talk about a third uh, that may be, uh, be of interest to you Wildcat fans out there. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you've not subscribed already, uh, you would be uh, well served to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you would also like the video as well, uh, I would appreciate that. We've been doing great uh, as of late uh, with uh, with our subscriber numbers continuing to go up. If you're listening on podcast, I also really appreciate the reviews and follows that you leave over there as well. It's going to be a fun offseason, and things like this to kick it off are, are just entertaining to talk about because we then get to talk about uh, who Kentucky may pick up uh, in their stead. So, as I mentioned, it is official per KSR. Jack Pilgrim uh, wrote an article about 20 minutes ago that Kentucky center Uganda Onyenzo has officially entered the transfer portal. Something that KSR notes right off the bat that Cal spoke about just a few days ago is that there was a possibility of playing Onyenzo and Aaron Bradshaw together in a, as KSR describes it, a twin towers lineup. Two seven-footers, he said, that Cal said, that they may be able to play both of them at the same time, uh, you look at what they are from a skill set perspective. I, I think that Uganda and Yenzo was definitely a, more of a raw prospect offensively, even after getting a year in the system at UK. Uh, Aaron Bradshaw, a lot more polished on that end of the floor. Defensively, I think Uganda was uh, arguably stronger than where Bradshaw currently is, but that's yet to be seen uh, as we have not seen Bradshaw in a Wildcat uniform yet. We thought that this may be coming. We thought that this may be happening, uh, and after Kentucky had reached out to Hunter Dickinson, and after that smoke immediately uh, caught fire once Dickinson enter, entered the portal, we sat here on the show and you know speculated over what could potentially come, and uh, I continued to harp on the fact that I thought Uganda was going to come back until I saw him leave. Obviously, I'm wrong on that. He is gone. I thought initially that it was just mere speculation. Again, as I mentioned, you reach out to one of the best transfer prospects in the portal, and then things all of a sudden get more serious. So he's officially gone. What is Kentucky losing in Uganda and Yenzo? I think you're losing a player that would have ended up being a solid defensive prospect for you. Uh, offensively, I don't know what Onyenzo had the potential to pan out into. Uh, again, his scouting report indicated in, in high school that he was going to have to have some work there. Uh, on the offensive end of the floor. 
and we didn't really get to see him do much uh, at UK in his first two games. He had six points and nine points, respectively, after that. Uh, he didn't really get a whole lot of time with the Wildcats. The most minutes he played in a game was the first game he played in against Howard with 20. And over the final few games of the SEC slate, he played one, two, one, and three minutes. So Kentucky just kind of stopped using him. I'm going to be completely transparent here. With Aaron Bradshaw in this front court, sliding down to the five in certain rotations, and on you, Uganda kind of being that second guy for the second year in a row now. As a former four-star, borderline five-star, I would understand wanting to take your talents elsewhere, wanting to develop elsewhere, where you could be more of a front and center piece. I don't, I don't blame Onyenzo for deciding to, deciding to enter the portal. We talked recently about the positives that there could come from him returning, both for UK and for his development. I think that if his goal is to get to the NBA, there are a few schools that are better at creating pro prospects uh, than the Wildcats. But again, I don't really know what Kentucky's losing here uh, from a offensive perspective. I think that's just the, the straight-up way to put it. He averaged 2.5 points, 2.6 rebounds, shot 53% from the floor in his only season with the Wildcats. Again, only logged 110 minutes. Uh, for UK this year. I know at one point he was dealing with an injury, uh, which which it, it makes sense as to why Kentucky wasn't able to put them out him out there as much as they might have wanted to, but even then, they didn't. Whenever he was healthy, late in the season, and Kentucky needed help in their rotation, Wildcats didn't put him out there. And so if you're, uh, if you're on Yenzo, why wouldn't you go ahead and decide to go somewhere else? especially considering uh, Kentucky's currently thinking about bringing in one of the best transfer portal prospects in, in, in the country, maybe of the past couple of years with Hunter Dickinson, which we'll talk about in a second. But I don't want to say that we were blindsided uh, by this, com- uh, this announcement happening so quick. I actually said on yesterday's show, I would like for him to go ahead and make this decision to see where Kentucky wants to go. Thank goodness it happened less than 24 hours later. I'm not saying I called it. Um, I'm just saying I'm glad it happened. So now Kentucky has the opportunity to kind of take a step in another direction. And they've got several players that they could be looking at. Uh, A couple of them we've already talked about on the show. There are, let's let's be transparent here. There are like five or six or seven really good portal prospects that are playing primarily center that Kentucky could get. But there are only a couple, I think, that would really make sense for UK. And there are only a few that have not already been reached out to by other schools slash are trending uh, in positive directions uh, with other schools. So I want to talk about those few guys in just a second. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, and that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, threes drained. You've also got props as well for different players, so rebounds, steals, assists, points, all that good stuff. So many more exclusive bets on top of that. 
Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So, don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. You can make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Uganda Yenzel entering the transfer portal after he had announced just a couple of weeks ago uh, following Kentucky's loss to Kansas State in the NCAA tournament that he would be eager to return to the Wildcats next year. I guess after a couple of weeks of reflecting, talking with the coaching staff, talking with his family, he decided that it would be best for him him to move on. Previously a top 40 prospect, a borderline five-star, number nine center in the 2022 class. Very solid defensive player. Needs to develop offensively. Best of luck to him wherever he goes. I think that he's going to end up being very solid. There are four players I want to talk about today. Four players that I want to get to that could be potential replacements for Uganda and Yenzo. So like I mentioned, two and a half points, 2.6 rebounds. That's probably going to project out to maybe five or six uh, a piece there this season with Aaron Bradshaw and possibly uh, transfer portal, pro- uh, portal prospects coming in regardless. So again, there are four kids I want to get to here. We're going to talk about the two first that we've already discussed, and that's Jamarian Sharp first. Seven foot five, 235 pounds senior out of Western Kentucky. UK played against him last year. Uh, one of my uh, one of uh, one of the one of the subscribers on the channel noted uh, whenever I talked about Sharp in a recent episode that he was injured in that game against UK, which is why he was taken out of the game, uh, which makes sense as to why he didn't play as much uh, against the Wildcats this past season. And in case you did not know his stat line, I'm trying to find it here. I believe he had like eight points. I have no idea why it's not pulling up uh, his game against UK. Pulling up a game, his game against Louisville. Anywho, he uh, he was a very solid shot blocker uh, for the uh, for the Hilltoppers this past season. Really good, obviously shooting numbers from the field as uh, you would expect from a kid that's seven foot five, uh, seven seven and a half points, seven and a half rebounds. Um, I think that he would be a fun addition more than anything because I think that it would it would track uh, track Fultz to come see this massive seven foot five dude just dunk on everybody. Uh, I think that would be entertaining to watch. I think Sharp would like that as well. Um, in terms of just the fan support. It, but defensively, he gets a lot of blocks. He gets a lot of blocks. I don't know if he would be the best overall player for Kentucky to get. I think that you could definitely look at somebody like Hunter Dickinson, maybe being a more well-rounded offensive prospect. So we talked about Dickinson He's one of the players that currently, right now, um, a lot of places think that Kentucky is in the running for, along with Syracuse and Georgetown. If you want to listen to yesterday's episode, we took a dive into kind of what I expect out of his recruitment, essentially, from here on out. 18.5 points, 9 rebounds, 1.5 assists. Uh, that was his stat line from last year. He's shooting 56% from the floor. Let me pull it up here real quick. 42% from three. 42 I think that offensively, there is no other proper word to describe Hunter Dickinson uh, better than weapon. He would just be a straight-up weapon. He would get you buckets. He would score. Uh, Defensively, again, like I said on yesterday's show, Sean Vinzel of Hoops Insight. If you want to go check out the Hoops Insight uh, newsletter, uh, I would encourage you to do so. 
he had a piece explaining, uh, breaking down why maybe Dickinson shares some similarity similarities to Shibway and the fact that uh, neither of them are phenomenal in the pick and roll in terms of what they do defensively. Uh, so maybe he's not the best defensive prospect, but he gets your points, and he's seven foot one. So you got some more height there uh, in front of your rim. Dickinson right now is is still my my number one in the transfer portal. I think that he would be a great fit uh, with the rest of what uh, with what the rest of this starting lineup wants to do. Par- partially because he's another scorer, partially because he's got some legitimate height to him, and then also because of the experience. I think that it would make sense to bring in somebody like Dickinson that has that. Uh, experience to kind of help lead the team, be one of those veteran presences. Because straight up, I mean, we've talked about the roster makeup next year a few times already, going to be talking about it a ton uh, in detail as the offseason comes along. It's going to be a young rotation next season, especially in your backcourt. Is that a good thing? Yeah, I think that's a good thing for the most part. But you need somebody to help anchor you down uh, with, uh, with, some, uh, with some experience. And I think Dickinson would be that. Another guy that I think would be an experienced player to help bring on um, that that I think uh, Kentucky wanted last year. I wanted last year. He decided to go elsewhere after playing at Utah Valley State. He went to Texas Tech. If you don't know who I'm talking about, that is Fardaw's AMAC. Uh, AMAC spe- spe- uh, spelled A-I-M-A-Q. Very interesting last name. He's from Vancouver. Uh, AMAC is a senior, six foot eleven, two hundred forty-five pound big man. He played very well uh, during his time at Utah Valley State. Scored over six hundred points for them. Uh, was a very solid, solid shooter, shooting over forty-three percent from deep. This year, took a bit of a drop off because he was injured. He only played, and I want to say maybe a dozen games or so. In those games, though, he averaged eleven point one points, seven and a half or seven point nine rebounds, one and a half assist. He only shot 44% from the floor and 27% from deep. He's a decent foul shooter. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot, uh, which is something I've said a lot about these individual big men. It's just with Sheba, I was just so scarred at times. Uh, he had a stretch there in Big 12 play where he had 14, 19, 19, 13. I mean, this kid can get you uh, at least 10-plus a night. I don't know anything about defensively what he, he did for them. He only had three blocks. Uh, during his uh, his dozen or so games. So if you want to kind of take that for what you will. I think that Kentucky may be better served to pick up another prospect in the portal. I'm not saying AMAC would be, would be a terrible selection. All I'm saying here is I think that there are other options that Kentucky may look at and pursue further than AMAC. I certainly think he's on the table. And at the very least, I think Kentucky should reach out to him. Will they give him an offer? Will they give him a visit? Will they do anything past initial conversation? I don't know. But he is currently one of the top, what, three transfer portal prospects in, in the country in terms of just the, just the center position. You've got him. You've got Dickinson. In case you're wondering, Jamarian Sharp is at number nine. And then you have the top prospect in Kello Ware, who was an absolute beast in high school, projected as a first-round pick, former five-star, number three center in the country, played one year at Oregon, and then decided to pack it up and leave. Ware had 6.6 points, 
four rebounds, half an assist uh, per game. At Oregon this season, shot 46% from the floor. Was, I, I assume to be, projected out to be somebody that could kind of stretch the floor, shoot the three ball. He only shot 27% from outside the arc. He had 15 threes uh, this season. Maybe he develops that shot a little bit more. He started the season off hot and then just kind of fell apart late and just didn't really hit for, gosh, maybe hit one or two threes over the final, like, 10, 11 games or so. But Ware is an interesting player because of the hype, and then I think overall he is, in terms of an offensive and defensive blend, I think on both sides of the basketball, he's probably the most well-rounded player in the portal. This is what the uh, 24-7 Sports scouting report says about him. It says Ware oozes with natural talent and elite upside. He has vastly improved from this time last year to his senior summer this year. He has great size and length, plus co- some complementing skill as he shows great hands with nice touch uh, to uh, out to the arc. He is a fluid uh, player for his size and runs the floor with a smooth gait. Ware is a long way from being a finished product, but has the raw tools, potential, and touch to be a serious problem on both ends of the floor. His production will increase once he understands the importance of keeping his motor running in high gear and gains comfort in playing through physicality. So, obviously, I think putting a little bit more weight uh, on his body is first and foremost, uh, just to kind of help with that physicality. It's either that or mentally. I don't know what he's dealing with. I'd have to go look at his organ tape. He's a top prospect for the reason for a reason in the portal, though, uh, and showed, I would assume, at times, glimpses uh, with the Ducks of what he could potentially be. He's another player that I think Kentucky, I don't think, has looked at as much as they could have. And maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe there's a reason that they have decided to maybe uh, take their uh, take their uh, chances in the portal and looked elsewhere. So those are the four players that I think Kentucky could be taking a look at. Uh, you'll never know it, but halfway through this recording, my computer crashed, and I had this on video initially. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to go back and... Uh, export this as a uh, as an audio file uh, with uh, with maybe my logo uh, on the YouTube episode. So apologies for that, everyone. Uh, the computer's been acting up a little weird recently. Um, I hope it doesn't jack with my scheduling for for episodes. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't listen or lose out. Man, I cannot talk here. Man, I'm shutting down as well. Uh, make sure you don't miss out on anything uh, coming up here uh, throughout this off season. If you've got any thoughts on Uganda and Yenzo, on Kentucky and the transfer portal, I already see some of you on Twitter saying you may want Lance Ware uh, to be your center. <laughs> Not quite sure how I feel about that. Probably going to talk about that in a later episode. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore. And you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.